Emily Elizabeth, and I'm the host of the What Fulfills You podcast, a show for and about individuals always seeking to be their best selves. On this show, we talk all about building the mindset, finding the right careers, creating meaningful relationships, and so much more. Welcome to the What Fulfills You podcast. everyone. Welcome back to the What Fulfills You podcast. If you are new here, my name is Emily and I am your host. So um, where do I begin with everything? This is like the second, I guess, well, technically it's the third episode, but it's like the second episode where I'm actually doing an introduction and all of this. But um, for those of you who are new, like I said, my name is Emily. Um, I guess I might as well give you a quick background about me. Uh, real quick, I guess, elevator pitch, I'd say. Um, born and raised in Pennsylvania, moved over to California when I was 18 to pursue college out here. I graduated this past May 2019, and uh, now I currently work in a corporate sales job as well as managing a full-time e-commerce business. And then on top of that, I like to do this podcast and I write on my blog kind of, I guess, in a freelance creative content type of work so that's the whole spiel about me but like I said if you're new here especially if you came to listen from the lovely guests on this uh, episode today thank you so much for taking the time um, this podcast is mainly focused on really talking about the topics of life fulfillment and uh, revolving that around how we find that and how we really live that and, and feel that within our lives through balancing a professional career and or school and having relationships or cultivating meaningful relationships as well as of course prioritizing your health and wellness. So I'd say today's episode really focuses on that health and wellness aspect as well as just balancing it all. I yeah, I, I really find that Joe and Jen really have a relatable way of living life and that's something um, and, and something I most importantly really want for each of my guests to be on this podcast is for people that live, I guess, ordinary lives while still doing, of course, extraordinary things and finding fulfillment in all of it. So um, that's kind of, I guess, my why on why I wanted to have them on this podcast. But before we go into too much of the details on this episode, I like to start out every episode, every week or whatever, I like to start out with just kind of sharing what's on my mind, what's been new with my life, I guess, in the past week, and then um, simply one to three things I am grateful for. So to kick it off, I will kick it off with my gratitude aspect. I'd say this this week I'm going to be focusing a lot on the people I'm grateful for. And if you listened to last week's episode, I shared that if it's a person, I hope you guys find the courage and find the time to just shoot the person a text or give them a call to let them know that you are just simply appreciative of them and to have them in your life. So just kind of listing it off. One person I'm very grateful for is one of my best friends, Avery. I always just have incredible conversations with her. She's someone that really makes me 
not only want to be a better person, but truly I, I think about her in certain times where I question my decisions or question whether I should do this and that. And I she's someone I go to for a lot of things. And so I'm incredibly grateful for her. If you keep up with my Instagram, you probably have seen me post about her in the recent days. Um, I, I, I love to just share vulnerable and real life things that are happening within my relationships especially when it's positive and and when it's something that I do think people can take away from secondly I am really grateful for my dad I was actually crying about it today on my way home from working out but I think that my relationship with my dad is just so unique because he's someone that is really like-minded to me and understands not only the way I think but why I think certain things for example just the way I believe how I don't need to be a slave to what other people think of me and I genuinely don't care about other people's opinion and I think that's something that's personally for me has always been hard growing up as um, not only a second generation Asian American but just especially within my culture it really clashes with um, some of my other family members way of thinking and I think for me, just growing up, that's always been hard being an outlier. So nonetheless, I just kind of want to put it out in the ether that I'm extremely grateful for my dad. And um, yeah, so I guess those are the two people I kind of wanted to keep it short and sweet, but two people that I'm super grateful for. I hope you guys can just think of at least one person that you would love to give a shout out to, send them a text, um, you know, just let them know that you're appreciative of them, especially in light of everything that's been going on in this world. I think it's nice to take the time to just give them a call, write them a text, let them know, even if it's been months. Um, it is, it's, it's not corny. I've, I've done it and I, I've practiced it a lot. So yeah, moving past the gratitude aspect of this intro, um, I guess I'll give a quick update with where everything is in life. Again, if you're new here, this is something I like to do for the first five, ten minutes of the episode, so feel free to skip through this. But um, today's Monday. I'm actually recording this intro on an evening. It's in about almost 10 p.m. now. Um, but to kind of tie that in with where everything is in life, my life is pretty much right now corporate work. I work in sales and um, I love it slash sometimes kind of get bored. But um, for the most part, I love it. I think it's such a great experience so far, um, having only graduated less than a year ago. And uh, typically my day ends around 5 p.m. So I guess something I shared on last week's episode is that I tend to just get, I don't want to say I get burnt out because I don't think that's really the term for it, but I am still learning how to better manage my time and my energy for being able to balance both my business and this podcast and my blog, as well as maintaining my focus in my sales job. So that's something I've been consciously making an effort to get better at, and so you know, for something like this, I'm recording at 10 p.m., but that's not really the issue. It's just that I am working towards being better at, you know, once I'm finished, I, you know, go to bed properly because in the past couple of weeks, um, because January was such a busy month for me in my business and just uh, this the season of my niche industry, it's just it was so hectic that I was falling asleep on the couch practically five out of the seven days a week with my contacts and my makeup on and I actually had to go to the eye doctor like in early January because I 
felt like a contact thing was stuck in my eye. Sorry to gross you guys out. But anyways, um, that's kind of where I'm at in life right now. I overall am just enjoying it. I'm enjoying the journey. I'm enjoying the process. And I think just to be really, really candid, I really do feel like I'm the most fulfilled right now. And maintaining the best focus in a way I will say I have I feel like I've been more focused in life before but for for everything that's been going on and for everything that I have to balance right now I do think I'm staying pretty focused with prioritizing my life so yeah that is uh that is that I I'd say I will give probably better updates in the future when I start to pick up more um things that I'm actively doing just right now it's pretty much going through the the natural routine of work and balancing life outside of it in a fulfilling way. Before we get into the introduction of just kind of sharing the background of the ladies on the show, I also wanted to preface this episode. I will pre- be pretty candid since they were my first face-to-face guest interview, I just was not fully aware of some of the audio technicalities and so the audio wasn't amazing as I've experienced in the past but I did my best to really ensure that the volume was good and whatnot in my post editing so I did want to preface it so for those of you who are gonna think like oh my god this audio is not great um yes I'm fully aware and it was in part because of the room that I chose to record it in it was in like a conference room within my complex but yeah there it it gets complicated when you're like recording with one microphone so I will say it was definitely harder to be recording with three people on one microphone but other than that um I think the episode was really really fun and had a lot of insight on various aspects and to kind of add on to my note about how this audio was not perfect something that I just really admire and take from from someone I listen to very frequently his name is Gary V or Gary Vanerchuk as I'd say probably a good amount of you guys probably have heard of him somehow or some way but if not look him up he's he's really awesome I think he's so his own person, which I really admire, what he's always preached is that you don't need to have everything perfect or everything ready to start, whether that's, you know, you want to start a podcast and you have an iPhone, just use your iPhone to record. You don't need beautiful and amazing audio equipment, that kind of thing. Just just start and pivot along the way. Same thing, whether that's writing a blog or starting a YouTube channel. Like if you want to vlog, for example, you have your iPhone or whatever phone that you have that you can easily use. Um, of course, the quality will not be the same as someone with like pro quality, you know, $1,000 worth of tools or and resources. But if you always wait till you have those things, you'll just never start. So I kind of wanted to share that with my thoughts on on how I feel about, you know, going into podcasting or just having my own podcast and working through the logistics and technicalities of recording in person with a guest that you meet for the first time, things like that. So that's my two cents on it. So I hope you guys can take away from that too, that you don't need to have 
perfect equipment or perfect certain things to start your own podcast or start whatever damn project you've been wanting to do. But anyways, I want to do a quick introduction of Sweat and Toe and the ladies behind it. So if you visit their Instagram or any social media platform, they go by Joe and Jax, which is short for Joanna and Jacqueline. Sweat and Tell was founded and started in January 2018 as a way of spreading positivity and encouragement to those on their fitness journey. As they mentioned, they created this platform to provide real reviews, inspiration, and tips to live a balanced and healthy lifestyle. They are based in Orange County, so that is kind of how I naturally found them as well and on top of that they did go to Chapman University which is also where I went to school they were a few years older though but um, you know just being with Chapman a smaller school and Orange County kind of being a smaller network of people as well it is kind of easy to find people within the city. To dive into the individual aspects Joe is originally from Seattle and she moved to Southern California to attend Chapman University and she now currently works in sales at a tech company in Irvine. On the other hand, Jax is originally from NorCal and she came down to OC as well to attend Chapman University. She is now pursuing her MBA at Pepperdine and is also on her way to move to Nashville, Tennessee, which you guys will hear a little bit more of on this episode, but um, I don't want to rant too much longer, so without further ado, let's just dive right into the episode. All right, guys, so welcome to the very first guest interview of the What Fulfills You podcast. Thank you guys for coming. Introduce yourselves. All right, my name's Jax. And my name's Joanna, and we're from Sweat and Tell. Yeah, we're really excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you guys. So I've been following you guys for quite a while now, probably ever since you guys kind of started on Instagram and everything like that. Can you share with the audience how you guys got started? I'm sure you've said this story a hundred of times, but go for it. Yeah. Well, it, it definitely happened just kind of super organically. We were friends before. Um, we Yeah, so we went to college together, and then we worked um, at a corporate job right after we graduated, and that's when we, I think, really grew super close with fitness in, in like, that kind of world. You yeah. know, just work out together all the time. Naturally, too, because we have the same schedule. So we were going mm-hmm. to the office really early, and we'd be off at, like, 3, and it's, like, not many people are off yeah. at that time. So yeah. we would just start working out together, like, mm-hmm. all the time, trying new studios around here. And just, like, chatting about it and, like... Yeah. We just, it kind of became like our thing together. Yeah. And then I had actually reserved the handle Sweat and Tell a while ago, um, like literally like a year before, but I was just oh, no really, really nervous. Like I had wanted to do something fitness wise, um, but just like didn't really know what I wanted to do. And then Joanne and I, like when we started working out together and getting really close, she was like, I think I want to start like a blog or like a fitness thing. Oh, and I was mother. like, I don't even think we've ever shared this, but I had started like this lame. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> aesthetically pleasing yeah. OC kind of I think there was like 40 followers like it was like yeah. not a thing I just was like oh I kind of just want to take like pretty fun photos just yeah. to have like feed, a feed is just like I don't know just for fun like, yeah a hobby and so I think we transferred that to, to that. the sweat and towel yeah yeah 
And it kind of just, like, became one. Like, we literally were like, okay, well, then let's just do it together. Like, we kind of gave us the confidence to do it together. We, like, had each other's back throughout it. I honestly couldn't imagine doing it by myself. No. Kudos to the people who do that by themselves. Yes, but we had created a business plan for, like, probably two months Mm -hmm. of everything we wanted to accomplish, what, like, our mission statement was, our vision, and then... We were like, let's launch it in January, because um, this was probably like November, like during the holidays. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we created like full outline, and then we're like, let's just like get like all on board, like come January seventeenth, like let's launch this thing mm-hmm. and just make like raise awareness and try and get like brand outreach as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, so we definitely put in a lot of planning. Yeah, we really went like, gung ho. Right. right. We're like, let's take this seriously and like get after it. Yeah. Do you feel like having the business plan aspect to starting it really helped set the foundation of kind of like the success of it over the year? Because I know you guys grew really fast the first year. Um, what What would you like advise for someone who wants to start something similar on like mm-hmm. the like the way you guys approached it versus maybe if you would have done anything different or how you saw the effect of kind of taking it as like a business strategy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the business plan definitely helped. Um, The main thing was with organization and consistency because I feel like you can, like, be really into it and then get burnt out really quickly or you, like, obviously we had full-time jobs when we um, both started and, like, we still are working in school and things like that. So I think that's really important to not get burnt out during that and the organization and being proactive with the plan is really essential to that. So I would recommend it to yeah, anybody. Even if you have, like, a greater vision in mind and, like, long-term right. goals, uh-huh. and that's something we did was, like, as, like, funny as this sounds, like, how many followers do we want by, like, uh-huh. a certain time? Right. How many, like, Just, like, short-term ones that we could reach and yeah. long-term. Yeah, short-term and long-term where we were, like, after one year, this is what we wanted to accomplish. So I think going into it, especially as a partnership, making right. sure you're on the same page because there's, like, a lot of shit that you're going to face, a lot of different, like, mm-hmm. challenges, and I think it helped having the foundation we could always go back and be like, hey, this yeah. we're doing this for like a greater greater cause. Yeah. Um, so it just kind of stay with like what we wanted it to originally be while being like open-minded about potential opportunities and things like that because we couldn't predict half the things that yeah. came to us during the journey. Oh, so yeah, I think, but having that backbone definitely helped kind of secure us on our journey so it wasn't as frazzled. Yeah. What would you say would be like the biggest challenge of like starting that? Because I think a lot of influencers nowadays or people who want to kind of get in the industry are very intimidated by it, are saying it's like saturated, things like that. But I personally would say as well, a lot of people don't see it as like a business plan because people don't really yeah. treat themselves as a business they don't treat like their content as a business what would you say like was challenging kind of just getting started I think um I mean we knew what we wanted to do and that we wanted sweat and tell to be something that was super positive you know gave realistic helpful tips for people to like have a balanced life life and things like that but I think finding your voice takes some time takes mm-hmm. some time and I think that's something that a lot of people when they're starting off with struggle to find and it's once again going back to that consistency of your brand and how you brand your company yourself your product whatever it may be um so I think it's once you find it like it it feels more natural like I think Mm -hmm. at this point like we kind of it's like second nature to us now in some (laughs) aspects and we kind of like have melded into one person yeah right um, but it's definitely something that you have to just remind, remember to stay true to yourself mm-hmm. and what you started it for. You know, yeah. if you started it for the wrong reasons, it's going to show. So you you want to, like, have yeah. something that you're doing because you're passionate about it, not 
for something that's gaining you like insta fame yeah, or right. anything in that realm. Um, but yeah, I think just staying true to who you are and who your brand, who your brand is. Yeah, I couldn't be like more aligned with that because I feel the same way. Kind of just like with how Instagram has grown and with kind of how a lot of people on social media nowadays are kind of like looking for those short term benefits or like those mm-hmm. shortcuts to get to like a certain amount of followers. But like people don't realize that people who have made brands like you guys have, like Sweat and Towel, like started with a vision that was not focused on the basic stuff, right? Or like yeah. the, the small things that people like always love about like growing big. Mm-hmm. But they, that's because just like business itself like Mm -hmm. you are focusing on something that's not about making money it's actually about like serving clients serving like adding value to people's lives so I'm sure like you guys have done that and I'm sure you guys have received a lot of dms about it as well yeah that's like our favorite (laughs) (laughs) no I totally feel that what would you say like aside from like your passion for fitness and wellness kind of going back on the partnership aspect made you guys decide to partner together Ooh, I, I think we just knew we'd be good partners. We work together already. We have very similar traits, and then yeah. we also have some very different traits uh-huh. that I think balance us out. Mm-hmm. So, like, business-wise, like, I think we're both savvy, organized, planners. Like, I think everything that I would look for in, like, a business partner she has, mm-hmm. and then everything as, like, a friend as well. Yeah. Uh, but I also think we do a really good job balancing Still, each like other. Still, like, to the yang. Yeah. She <laughs> I love like, that. She tries to, like, de-stress me and be like, everything's mm-hmm. going to be okay, whereas I'm so, like, sometimes I can be, like, rigid and really tight. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. So but it's good. Like, like, together, like, I feel like we, we play off of each other, too. Like, I yeah. feel like her ambition fuels me, and then, like, we're able to, like, put the plan into action. I don't know. We just work really well together. Yeah, it's weird. weird. I really, no, I really see that. with each other. Yeah. Too. Like, there was one, like, we've never fought. And yeah. there was one time that we were kind of like, are we fighting? Yeah. <laughs> I know. But we talk about it. Yeah. That's what's great. We, like, we it's like, a really, <laughs> like, we, like, I feel like we can confront each other with things, which is really yeah. nice. And I think that's essential because it is a really fine line between business and friendship. Right. You know? It really is. And I think we've always said, too, that, like, our friendship comes first with it, which is something that's really important. And we also, as much as we love Sweat and Tell, too, I think we really try and remember that, like, what we preach is balance. So whenever we get too overwhelmed with things, we always try and remind each other, like practice what you preach kind of thing, yeah. right. you know? Okay. So fun. it works out. And I, I, I think that. having each other just really keeps us both sane and yeah. concentrated Definitely. too. And oh it's just way more fun. Yeah. yeah. So fun. No, I can definitely tell, like, the, the dynamic between yeah. you guys are yeah. just, like, it's, like, the perfect partnership. Yeah. But I also kind of want to dive backwards a little bit, because I know the audience didn't get to hear it, but I also did personal digging, but I knew you guys went to Chapman. Yeah. Yes. I went to Chapman as well, actually. And I was actually a DG. Oh, yes. Oh, <laughs> no, I know you guys were out the feast. I thought it was, like, super cute. But kind of, like, I saw that you guys were sorority sisters, obviously. Yes. Um, and you guys started this, like, so four years out of college, right? Yes. After? No, because she was two, I was three. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. A year older than she is. Okay. Okay. So kind of dive into your individual backgrounds, kind of like what you studied in college, if it kind of like really kind of parlays into what you guys do today. Yeah, definitely. So I studied business administration with an emphasis in real estate. Mm -hmm. Um, So definitely feel like the business side of things has totally helped in this instance. Um, And I also like took some like communications classes and like, branding and marketing and things like that too which I think really help um yeah so business and then worked at house yeah um you know in sales yeah kind of the same trajectory for you too yeah I was 
SCC at okay, um, me Chapman. too. Yeah. Okay, nice. So yeah. Strategic and corporate communication for those who don't. Know what it is. <laughs> Which I love about Chapman. Yeah, it is special to Chapman. Yeah. And then I was a broadcast journalism minor. Okay. Um, so I think it definitely correlates to it with the business and mm-hmm. stuff. And um, I, I think I was, I've always been into sports and stuff, but fitness, I started towards the end, I think, like yeah. for self love. Right. And I think like senior year, I interned at Tone It Up, which sparked a lot of interest in right. that too but right. I really do think my studies and yours have both helped us oh, totally. create something that's yeah. you know more tangible and mm-hmm. long term yeah yeah and for me like I played sports in high school I worked mm-hmm. out all the time in college but it was like your standard college workout where you're like doing yeah. the elliptical for 45 minutes mm-hmm. and then doing like squats and like butt workouts yeah and, like, yeah that's it like I, no weights like 100% like you would have to say skinny. Yeah. Like, like what I was just having this conversation or, this morning. Like work off like alcohol. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I feel that. Yeah. So like I did not know very much about fitness. Like I would run and just like kind of do my own thing or follow workout videos. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do studios here and there. Um, but, but not for like, like the same reasons. Like I was just having this conversation this morning about how in college that's why we worked out to yeah. work off alcohol and so we wouldn't get fat. Right. That was basically it. And now I like after like, a pike and Fiji yeah. party. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Literally, exactly. And so you wouldn't gain like the college routine. <laughs> and then now I feel like we work out because it's like our sanity. Yeah. yeah. You know, and because it, it feels better about like being stronger and powerful, but not about like losing weight or like. Yeah. 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 Right. Uh, I, Interesting no, I transition from, <laughs> from that kind of business. Well, that's so funny. Did you guys do anything in college, like leadership wise, that you feel like really also helped you do well in your career as well as managing this with your um, your corporate jobs? Yeah, we were both in leadership yeah. in our sorority. So, I mean, I think we've always had that. Yeah. yeah. We're both kind of that personality that is a little bit um, ambitious, I suppose. Right. Yeah. Is a good word for it. And. In the, like, sorority, the positions I have are, like, advertising, like, recruitment focused. Right, right. So, I think just, like, aesthetic-wise and, like, planning and making sure that, like, everything, like, cohesively comes together and is, like, exactly what I, like, pictured, I think Mm -hmm. really helped, too. Like, vision boards and stuff like that, like, we Mm -hmm. do that now Mm -hmm. a lot. We just, like, gather a lot of inspiration just so we're, like, planning accordingly and making Mm -hmm. sure, like fulfills the brand no yeah. that's nice it always kind of like ties in together exactly. later on in life like it's yeah, just it's it interesting really is crazy yeah. yeah tangent but do you guys know your myers-briggs personality oh i'm okay. really curious because i, just I... <laughs> is nrfj something like that i forget what is myers-briggs the nrfj one yeah oh, yeah it's like the four letters yeah yeah so like yeah i forget what mine is i took it a while ago you did the enneagram test yeah, oh yeah well yeah what's your enneagram I'm type three okay i'm type Two, three wing. I was like really, really close. Okay. Yeah. Or oh, that's so funny. You guys, everybody <laughs> thinks I'm a seven. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Literally yeah. every single one of my friends is like, I thought you would have been a seven. And like, it was that my third so one. That is so funny. Like, everybody's like, yeah. no, you're a seven. I was like, I'm taking it through that. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Which was like pretty off point for both of us. So yeah. 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 What was three again? Because I was three and eight, and I was like, three equal. was the achiever. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I think eight was challenger then. But yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, that's super cool. I kind of like saw similarities like in our personalities, so I was like super curious yeah. about your guys' thoughts. <laughs> we need to take the Myers Briggs one. Yeah, we should. Yeah. Oh no, that's super cool. So kind of like speaking from college. Um, 
obviously we all know Chapman was like a really fun school and like you know people kind of take it take it at like different pace I guess you know depending on like partying and like priorities but did you ever see yourself starting a project like this like years down the line after college or like while you were in college did you envision yourself doing something like this or were you more like yeah I'm gonna graduate kind of go into the corporate world that kind of thing what was kind of your ideal vision during college I've always been very, like, entrepreneurial. Okay. Even since I was, like, five, like, I would make Play-Doh and, like, try and sell it. Right, right. So, like, random things like that. Like, I've always loved the idea of, like, creating a project and, like, having it be, like, my my passion and something I'm so excited about and, like, putting so much effort towards it. And just, I think I was wanting to find something I was really passionate about Mm -hmm. and I knew it would finally come. Uh, But I always knew I would, like, create something right um just because I love starting projects and mm-hmm. just being entrepreneurial right yeah no, I agree. yeah I think I was pretty similar but a little bit more like lost like I don't know I feel like I had so much like energy and ambition that I wanted to put towards something but I couldn't really figure out what it was and I just loved everything mm-hmm. and I couldn't really decide what I wanted to do I kind of knew I was always going to do something entrepreneurial because yeah. it kind of always ended up coming back to something that I would, like, create or something like that. But kind of like you were saying, I didn't really know where to focus that energy and that passion. And then I think once fitness kind of – fitness and health, wellness, mental health, like, kind of all of that, I just sort of, like, organically grew into something that I became super passionate about. And then with Joe, it kind of just, like, fueled the fire. You know? <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, I think it, it, I wouldn't have been ready to do it in college, but Mm -hmm. it naturally kind of grew into it. But I I think I still projected something coming. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I like that you say that because I think a lot of people today too, who, especially with entrepreneurship kind of really expanding, especially in America and kind of just growing on social media, that so many people are kind of scared that if they're not doing it in college or if they're not starting Mm -hmm. early, that they're not going to really end up doing something entrepreneurial, even though they like feel like that's very much what they should be doing, but they're not starting early enough that they're not going to do it so I feel like you guys also have like a great story about that that you didn't start too early but eventually like you kind of did like the normal thing and then eventually you found your way to it so obviously mm-hmm. everyone hits it at different points it's just like we yeah. shouldn't be looking at other people on social media and think wow you know Kylie Jenner did this at like 17 18 and then you know so and so did this at 16 and I'm like 20 years old and I don't yeah. have my life together you know what I mean so I feel like people need to see that or at least hear yeah. that example and we're different ages too like yeah. I'm a year older than you yeah. yeah it's just everybody has their own path yeah it's hard when you compare for sure no yeah I I couldn't agree more kind of like looking back on college and like kind of seeing how that has played out you know over the years would you have done anything different knowing like kind of what you know now um to kind of set you up self like kind of set yourself up sooner uh, in terms of kind of like this project or like something else like like you guys said you've always been entrepreneurial would you have done anything different if you could knowing what you do know now Um, I think we've had a lot of learning experiences, like working with brands and like minor mishaps and stuff that if we got a heads up, we probably would have fixed. But honestly, like, I feel like everything that has happened has been as cheesy as it sounds for a reason. Like, I really do feel like we learn when we have um, kind of bumpy periods. So I feel like we were lucky in the way that it fell into place, but we definitely did have some struggles in... I think the one thing that I would have changed is maybe do more of, like, a mentorship program with somebody mm-hmm. prior to, you know, jumping in. But because we had each other, it was a little bit easier to, like, figure it out together. But 
Um, I think that's the only other one thing I think I would suggest for like a new person. Hindsight's you know? always twenty twenty, right? Yeah, so of course. Like, I could have done this. We could have done that. Um, but I think. Honestly, like, I would have, looking back, I think it would have been helpful to take maybe, like, a couple more, like, accounting classes or, like, business law classes. Not sure if I would have, like, even remembered the content, right? right? Like, right. that was so long ago. But I think that would have been helpful just to, like, have that extra knowledge because I remember, like, in my accounting class, I'd be like, I, well, I'll never use this. I don't want to be an accountant. Right. Now we're doing, it's like, like relevant. taxes yeah. Yeah. and, like, expenses. Exactly. And all this stuff um, to, like, run a business. So I think that would have been helpful uh, yeah. just to have that in our back pocket. But we're learning as we yeah. go. <laughs> reading and just... It's been a fun journey. Yeah. If you had to pick one thing, just, like, one thing, what is your most favorite thing about doing Sweat and Tell over these past two years, right? Mm-hmm. It's two years? Okay. What's your one favorite thing? Because I'm sure you guys like love so many different aspects of it. But if you had to pick one thing, Um, oh my goodness, I absolutely love being able to like meet so many different people. I think Mm -hmm. it's like you can kind of use like we use that was more of a surprise to us too. For sure, we didn't expect that to be one of the huge benefits. Yeah, it it, like serves as a really good connection. Right, right. Going into a studio, we can be like hi and like introduce ourselves and all of a sudden like get to know someone really well so I think like the relationships that it's allowed us to um to make and like friendships and just partnerships in general like getting to meet so many people has been like absolutely incredible like I feel like the amount of people we've met in the last two years is insane Mm -hmm. and like quality friendships we've created which is like still so shocking to me that we've become best friends with people over Instagram but it's like crazy that that's real definitely yeah it's just it like really makes you like grateful for like how many people a platform like instagram can right you to yeah um so yeah i think that's like really special and probably one of my favorite things yeah that's a big one and helping like a lot of the studios are working with too i know i was only supposed to say one but this is like one a and one right Um, (laughs) i love that (laughs) um but i think being able to also like help businesses too because like of course we love like our regular like brand partnerships but i think like studios we actually the small local ones is really cool we get to see like we're building these relationships and then see people actually like go into the studios and help out local businesses right and it's like it's huge the people are so like awesome like they're really really nice and support us and us being able to support them or them being like people came in because of you it's just it's crazy it's it's super cool yeah Yeah, no, I think that's kind of always been my personal mission too, like with my business and then also with this podcast is just to like create impact that's bringing Mm -hmm. value to the listeners or to like the consumers, whoever it is, because Mm -hmm. I think like we said earlier at the end of the day, that like should be the overarching goal of any business essentially, even if it's like a social media brand that has Mm -hmm. turned into a business, essentially what you guys have done, like the end goal is always to like bring back value. So I think that's like super cool. Yeah. but kind of moving on to like different topic, kind of like I know you guys um, also do other things outside of Sweat and Tell. Can you share a little bit about like your careers, like how you pivoted from House and like things yeah. like that? I'm definitely super curious as well. Yeah, so I was at House for a little over two years and absolutely loved my time there. Had like a great experience, especially like awesome job right out of college, like mm-hmm. everything we were looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, but after two years, I like just kind of wanted to go down like a different, um, a little bit of a different path, more of like a traditional sales role. Um, mm-hmm. So I made the switch over to Salesforce, uh, which is a cloud-based software company. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do sales there. 
Uh, my territories were like Arizona and Vegas, so it's really fun, oh, fun. to like, travel. Um, and it's honestly like a fantastic company to work for. Yeah. Um, but it was definitely a ju- an adjustment going from a job that it was like forty hours a week on the dot at yeah. the house to like now I'm like constantly working and right. having to like car- compartmentalize a lot more, both for sweat and tell and for work. Yeah. Um, so it was a lot more of like a juggling act and just really having to practice balance because. I've always felt like I'm pretty good with time management, mm-hmm. um, and it's tested me a lot. Like, I've been there for a year now, and it's really, really, like, tested my t- time management skills, but I think we're finally, like, in the groove, and we're good at, you know, delegating and kind of figuring out, like, the right path. But yeah, I, like, absolutely love it there, and... Yeah, I've heard great things about Salesforce. I work in sales as well for ADP, and we oh, yeah. use um, we use Salesforce as like our CRM. Yeah. So yeah, I'm pretty familiar with it. Um, no, I'm super curious. Like, so I'm I'm assuming like how rigorous it is is pretty similar to like my job as well. Yeah. Like we're always like honestly like always working. Like mm-hmm. even like after five p.m. Like our phones yeah, just both. like I yeah exactly exactly right right. How do you kind of like I don't want to say shut off from it because I'm gonna be honest. Like I feel like it is kind of hard. Especially Especially when you're good at what you do and especially if you are competitive, ambition, and you just want to always be like doing exceptional at your job, yeah. how do you balance it with sweat and tail and then just kind of like your own personal time? Because I mm-hmm. am definitely adapting to that, especially since I just graduated this past May and then having my own business and then also, you know, working in sales, it's like tough. So yeah. like for those who kind of are in a similar boat, what would you say about that? Yeah. Well, I think it kind of goes back to what we were talking about, like with passion um, and laying the foundation, right? Because like for us, like we're so passionate about Sweat and Tell that it's like, even if I'm like really overwhelmed and stressed with like everything I have going on, um, I'm like so passionate about that. I want want to do it. I want to do it. It's Mm -hmm. a priority. I was about to say it's a problem. I was like, what's the problem? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I can't be. can be challenging I love working I'm like fine working from right. like 7 to 10 mm-hmm. like 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. like right. I like that yeah um but I do think it's important for me to like time block and like batch mm-hmm. different like like let's work like on tomorrow sorry yeah I'm like so confused with this week but um <laughs> like tomorrow we are like reserving like probably like four hours or so to get like a ton of sweat and tell stuff done and then like the rest of the day I'm just gonna like do all my personal stuff mm-hmm. and like probably go to dinner with my boyfriend and like just completely like turn off um mm-hmm. so I think it is really important to like allocate time to stop working and actually like do like self-care whatever you consider that to be um but I love working so it's kind of tough because um, I'm fine kind of working yeah life, but would you say that's like both of you can answer this too would you say that's like a good trait to have when you also want to do your own thing that you also kind of love to work not just like feel like it's a drag in life you know what I mean like you know those people that are kind of like like fuck like it's my nine to five like I have to go like do you feel like it's it's like important to have that mentality to actually like not just love what you do but to love putting in exceptional effort to what you do in life like that kind of mindset I think it definitely there's some gray area there ideally yes not that but I mean I think that also comes with being at a place in your life where you're content where you're at mm-hmm. in your career wise mm-hmm. you know yeah. like if you're if you know that this isn't what you're happy with like you love your job yeah. you know what I mean but when we were at our last like kind of at our old job and we mm-hmm. had senioritis and stuff mm-hmm. it's a lot more difficult to be yeah. motivated in that sense so I yeah. think you just have to be like 
reality check yourself. Yeah. And I don't think it's like an innate trait where you're like, you have it or you don't. Mm -hmm. But I think if you're starting Mm -hmm. to feel complacent in a job and you're like, oh, I don't like so many of my, like my, our friends, I feel like, Mm -hmm. oh, I don't want to go to work. Right. Right. And do something else. Yeah. Yeah. your life's too short to like exactly. go to a job you hate. Um, and so, there's a difference between laziness and like, actually <laughs> hating your job. Yeah. 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 Um, so I think like switch it up so you can like make yourself more of a person that mm-hmm. gets excited about work and like likes to work. Like so I think yeah. it's it's a trait, but I think it's also something that you can like practice and improve on. Yeah. Right. Right. No, I, I couldn't agree more with it. How about you? So what's kind of like been your career path since switching from Hows? I know yeah. you are currently getting your MBA. Is that yes. correct? Okay. So I graduated from Chapman 2015. I worked at Hows for about three and a half years. Okay. And then I um, am in grad school now. Uh-huh. Yes. And I was nannying part-time while in grad school. And I just quit that uh, because I'm moving to Nashville in a month. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I know. Wait, that's crazy. Yeah, I know. Um, and we're still doing sweat and tell and everything. When yeah. people, people will DM us every time you post, like, what's happiness? I know. We're like, always, yeah, like, we're so keeping it going. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Just look different. Um, but yeah, so I'm still getting my MBA, doing it online now okay. in Nashville. And then I'm going to find, I have some things in like the works job wise, but nothing final yet. Right, um, right. But yeah. So oh, that's super exciting. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. What made you want to move to Nashville? Is that a place that you've always wanted to move to? Is like that? No, something? I'm actually going because of my boyfriend got a job there. Yeah. Oh, so okay. We're going over there, but I was kind of like encouraging it and everything. Right. So I'm really excited. Oh, that's awesome. Bittersweet, obviously. Right. Right. Excited. So how are you guys planning to manage Swenta? I'm super curious as well, because I feel like that's also something a lot of people struggle with when it comes to like having a partnership, but like obviously in different locations and obviously on different schedules, like kind of what's your game plan for that? Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I think that it's just the biggest thing is communication Mm -hmm. that we really want to make sure that we're, I mean, we're pretty much always in constant communication, but right. we need to be proactive with kind of our timeline as far as things go. And that's something that we've been working on as far as brand partnerships, our own goals with Sweat and Tell, and setting things that are tangible that we can have, you know, strict deadlines for and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and then the other things, the other logistics that we haven't worked out yet, because I don't know my schedule yet, is we plan on having like scheduled Skype dates and things oh, like that okay, yeah. for like more business yeah. purposes and visiting right. obviously yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah I'm coming back pretty much every other month for like the next five months yeah. when I go over there yeah and then you'll visit me so it'll be an easy I think slow transition right um there's definitely probably going to be bumps in the road with it but I think all around it'll be beneficial for our brand as a whole and our community and like help grow it and everything um but we're sad to be apart from each other and I think too like we've been so predominantly focused on Orange County and like LA area that if we want to expand our reach like it is important for us to feature other studios like Mm -hmm. Nashville and like as you probably see like when you go to Seattle or towns and things like Mm -hmm. that we like to feature other studios like across the country um but I think too like creating content that's applicable to anyone Mm -hmm. no matter where they are whether it's like our recipes and that's or, one of our main goals for 2020 yeah. is to really put an emphasis on that type of content like yeah at home workouts gym mm-hmm. workouts like things like that that we can review that doesn't necessarily have to be like a little bit more universal in your neck, neck of the woods yeah. yeah to be able to have it be applicable to you 
Um, so just being able to add value to like a greater net of people. Yeah. Totally. Oh, I love that. No, that's super awesome. And do you feel, do you see yourself moving back to Southern California or do you kind of see yourself settling in Nashville? Kind of like, what's your vision with that? No, I think I'm definitely, we'll, we'll come back at some okay. point. It's, okay. it's kind of just like a short-term right. thing, um, but just to try a new place. But um, yeah, back in California eventually. Yeah. It's hard to resist. I know, I know. So and you guys are not from Southern California originally either, right? I grew up in NorCal and she's Seattle. Okay, super cool. I'm from the East Coast, so kind oh, of in the cool. same We're in the East Coast. Pennsylvania. Okay. Yeah, nice. I grew up in like super small town, like an hour and a half from Philly. Okay. So like oh literally like cornfields everywhere. <laughs> cool. Yeah, no, which is like the only relevant thing about my hometown is that Taylor Swift grew up there as well. Oh, uh, <laughs> that's Street Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's literally where I grew up. <laughs> so yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I want to pivot a bit as well and then just talk about mindset. Um, obviously I personally think it takes a particular mindset to have a brand in business and obviously while balancing it with a rigorous job, MBA, things like that. Can you share about your guys' individual mindsets and philosophy and just kind of like how you approach the day-to-day life? Yeah. <laughs> maybe you. I think I got a brainstorm. I know my individual philosophy. Well, take out your notebook. <laughs> no, um, I think I'm just. I naturally try and be a very positive person and mm-hmm. just take advantage of life in general. Mm-hmm. I think that we should work really hard, and sometimes you have to do things that you don't want to do and like get shit done, but most of the time you should be happy and having fun and not stressed about too much. So I think that if you, you know, work hard and give hundred percent to the things that you really care about and the mm-hmm. things that are necessary, you're going to be fine. Um, but yeah, I think just if you try your best and, and bring others with you rather than bring them down, you're on mm-hmm. good track. Yeah. I don't think I'm too, um, I, I wish I had a better answer for this. It's pretty <laughs> simple, you know? No, I like it's a good one. Yeah. I think mine is like probably similar to that in some aspects. Like just like work your ass off, but like always be nice to people. Mm-hmm. I think we're both like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and be genuinely curious. I think that's something that. that's been really helpful for me and that I've like learned a lot in the last year. And um, just being like really interested, whether that's speaking to someone uh, that or, like meeting new people, going up and speaking to someone you never talked to before, whether that's at your job or wherever else um and I think too I didn't think about it oh I have another one yeah yeah um you'll like this one I think you'll agree with me so to speak on both of our behalf just to be intentional with a lot of your actions I Mm -hmm. think is another big one too that's kind of plays in with like my 2020 resolutions right being more intentional with my actions because I feel like I worked a lot on self-love and being Mm -hmm. intentional with that and then projecting that to the universe um is a big one yeah yeah, no, those are really good. I think um, I think over time, like, people kind of, like, learn as they go as well through, like, the different experiences, especially mm-hmm. in our 20s, like, just, like, the ups and downs of, like, relationships and jobs and, like, graduating from college and things like that. And so I always like to ask people kind of just, like, what their mindset is, mm-hmm. like, based on kind of just, like, their experiences, because obviously I know you guys are very focused on, like, health and wellness and also, like, self-love and, like, having balance. So I'm sure there's, like, a philosophy to it on, yeah. like, how that's worked for you guys. And I'm sure like a lot of people like want to have a piece of that as well yeah I think balance is really the key word with that I think that's really where Joe and I have the most similarities yeah. is it's like a work hard play hard kind of yeah. thing um but it's an ongoing struggle at the same time to find that balance just because we are 
we do try and jam everything in, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but it's also, it. yeah, it's okay to be selfish with your time, too. I feel like the word selfish can kind of have, like, a negative connotation sometimes. Mm-hmm. But when you're being selfish in the sense of, like, if you want to stay in and all your friends are going out, but, like, you're tired and you just need to do, like, you need to lay in bed with the face mask, like, that's fine. And just being, like, selfish with, like, how you're spending your time, who you're spending it right. with, and just, right. like, making sure that, like, it's ultimately like bringing value to you and benefiting you and making you happy Mm -hmm. um because I think that's something like especially when you're in college it's really hard to do like a lot of times you're doing things to like please other people or Mm -hmm. hanging out with certain people for who knows what you know right people you um you know don't really value um so I think just as you continue to get older like being a little bit more selfish with like your time is really helpful Right. No, I, re- I really like that. You deserve it. You know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> It'll make you happier and nicer in yeah. the long run. Do you have any advice on that in terms of kind of like keeping your circle small or just being selective with who you give your energy to? Um, I don't think it's necessarily... I mean, I do like... I, I think some, you know, I love that one quote where it's like, I'd rather have four quarters than a hundred pennies. Right, you know what I right. Mean? But it's also just like if somebody makes you happy and they want to hang out with you and you want to hang out with them, mm-hmm. don't overthink it. Yeah. yeah. You know, just kind of trust how you feel in your body and, and that kind of thing too. But I think, um, I mean, your gut kind of tells you who you know and who you don't. And I think the one thing is if you see yourself acting a different way in front of people versus how you like or something, or you mm-hmm. feel really drained after being with that person in a negative way, that's probably a big sign. Yeah. Right, like that. right. Um, so I think you just have to be, you know, you have to realize what's going on around you, which sometimes that self-awareness can take a while to, to grow, especially with friendships, because yeah. yeah. it's hard. You kind of have a veil with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I feel the exact same. It's like, how do you feel like after you exactly like, hanging out with them? Like, do you mm-hmm. feel fulfilled and like, they're going to help support you no matter what. Mm-hmm. And, like, they're like unconditional, like, and just a great friend overall. Or are you feeling drained? Like mm-hmm. you said, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think that's probably the number one thing. Yeah. And I think that's important to like be mindful about because I think that just like so many people don't really consider that after yeah. they hang out with people, especially nowadays yeah. with like just so many people focusing on social media and kind of like showing who they know, like things like that. I think it's like super important to like remember, especially just being at the start of the new year on like how you can be more mindful and like intentional, like you said, okay. like going into the new year mm-hmm. and like knowing what you want and like going after that versus just like pulling yourselves in different yeah. directions. Yeah. Super cool. Okay. Well, Last question, and I want you guys to answer this individually, um, but what fulfills you in life? Oh, my goodness. There's, <laughs> there's so many different answers to that question. Yeah. Um, I mean, my friends and family, just quality time with them is a big one. Mm-hmm. But I really think helping people, I've realized, is something that, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's probably a selfish thing that it just makes me feel good to know that I like impacted somebody else's life or something right. like that. But I think also, um, like, Sweat and Tell is so fulfilling in that sense because we can provide people with value or when people message us saying that we, like, mm-hmm. inspire them or something. Mm-hmm. That's so fulfilling to Yeah, me. I know that feeling. Yeah. You know, it's just, oh, it just makes me feel like you really positively help somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, but oh, the list goes on and on. I know. I think you took, like, the words right out of my mouth. I know. Um, the only other one that I would say would be, like, growth I think for me that's just Mm -hmm. something that's so huge and like being able to reflect back on that for Mm -hmm. me is so fulfilling like 
how we've kind of talked about like goal setting like to me it's so important to like monitor those goals make sure like you're achieving them and if you're not like understand why whether that's in your job or um, in something like sweat and tell or fitness whatever it is Um, but yeah I think just like for me I'm like constantly wanting to just grow as a person Mm -hmm. grow my skill set just grow in any way possible right um, grow in knowledge so I just think that it's like a general term but Mm -hmm. I just think growth um, well, that's like you can do in every aspect of yeah, your life, which exactly. is cool. Your personal life, your work life, yeah. you know. Yeah, and being able to be, like, in a year from now, like, look back and be like, wow, how much I've grown mm-hmm. is, like, really fulfilling to me and also, mm-hmm. like, self-motivating. Yeah. Super awesome. I love those answers. And yeah. I and I feel like so many people can like find like, you know, a lesson within that as well and kind of apply it to themselves. Because I think nowadays, a lot of people are just looking to kind of find something that fulfills them, like whether that's something that they're passionate about or something just like beyond the surface level things. I yeah, feel like yeah. that's like a big goal for a lot of people. So that's why I'm always like really passionate as well to ask people like what fulfills you in life and like kind of how do you go about getting that? Yeah, definitely. Super yeah. cool. Well, I feel yeah. like there's been I was having this conversation this morning too. I was with Avery, so yeah. <laughs> deep com- it's our a friend from college of ours who That's always cool. channels deep conversation. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we were talking about how like the the society has projected an idea of fulfillment in such a way that I feel like all of us are changing it now too. It used to be like just a career thing or mm-hmm. just women becoming mothers, and right? Like that. Right. So it's really interesting that now it's become allowed to be more of a subjective matter and exactly I think that should really be shared that you can be fulfilled in so many different ways mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to be like one path exactly cool. yeah. exactly and that's why obviously the name of this podcast what fulfills you is yeah. like that's just kind of like my goal is to hear yeah. everyone else's different answers because it's like different now it's not, it's not just about same. it's yeah. not the yeah. same and that's like you can see that so many people who have different answers are still finding the win in life right like yeah. so many people used to see it as like one specific path the way like our parents told us or like things like maybe society told us but nowadays like so many people are finding it in different things mm-hmm. and are able to achieve what they want out of life because it fulfills them specifically yeah. so it just comes down to preference exactly and like you're not always going to figure it out the first go around like yeah, it changes I, it changes and like we focus like so much on the positive growth aspect of our business but we've mm-hmm. totally had hiccups and mm-hmm. things like we look back and be like we would definitely change that and yeah. things that we've explored that were that didn't work so well so I think just being able to like pick right back up and kind of mm-hmm. adjust based on like that and like, learn from it and continue to grow um just gotta be persistent, work yeah. hard, and you'll figure it out. Yay, awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for being my first guest on the show. Oh, I really appreciate it. This is so fun. And oh, I'm wishing you guys all the best in the new year and you. you know all your different paths and goals. So super excited to watch you guys and continue to grow. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> of course. All right, so that was today's episode with Joe and Jax from Sweat and Tell. I hope you all enjoyed the conversation. I think it was just a very fun and insightful, light conversation that just kind of went in various directions. But one thing I really love about them is that at the end of the day, they are truly relatable. They have a lot of different tips and tricks that they utilize in their everyday life. And as you guys learned, they, you know, are doing very similar things that many of us are doing, whether that's having a full-time corporate job or, you know, still in school, whether that's getting your undergrad degree, getting your master's, something like that. They are still prioritizing health and wellness and just finding balance in everything. So that's something I personally had as a key takeaway. And maybe that's something similar to you guys as well. 
Other than that, uh, you can find them on social media, especially on Instagram at Sweat and Tell. And their blog slash website is also linked in their Instagram. So you can find that there as well. I know they have been ramping up on some of their blog posts. So you guys should definitely check it out. Give them a follow, especially if you want some actionable tips and tricks on just cooking, health and wellness, gym reviews as well, or studio reviews, especially within Southern California. But like I said, they are expanding throughout the U.S. um, over the next few years and I'm looking forward to it for them so if you enjoyed it please leave a review or rate this podcast Um, as I mentioned before the audio wasn't perfect on this recording I am still learning through the logistics of just recording in person and making sure you know just the type of room and the type of even like material of the of the table that we record on is like a certain yeah that that kind of does always play into effect of how the audio sounds but nonetheless like I mentioned earlier in this episode I'm not really about perfection I just want to continuously build and learn and grow throughout the journey and be on the learning curve with all of you guys. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week. Have a fantastic day and I will chat with you guys in the next episode. Bye!